Okay, so I have SIBO. Now what? What's the game plan? That's basically what I asked my doctor. What's the game plan? Now what do we do? And she gave me this list of things that were options, okay? You got this option. You've got this option. You've got this option. But there's a couple things you got to work on. There's a reason why you got here, and we don't ever want you to get back here. So yeah, we can get rid of your SIBO, but it's going to come back if you don't address these certain things. We got to address the things of why you got to this place. And so one of those things was, you know, there's certain vegetables that your body doesn't like. And so she introduced me to what is called FODMAP. If you've never heard of this, it is incredible. F-O-D-M-A-P. You can even download the app. It's basically these vegetables that if it's a high FODMAP, then your body most likely has a hard time digesting it. And that is what's causing the bloating because your body can't break it down. And so I learned that a lot of the FODMAP, high, high, high FODMAP foods were like asparagus, sweet potatoes, things that I was eating on a regular basis that was causing severe bloating. And she said, just give it a few weeks and see by eating low FODMAP, using the, vet, using the list here and eating the things that are on this list that are low FODMAP vegetables, low FODMAP foods, and putting more red meat into your diet see how your body responds. Oh my goodness, just on that alone, my body was so happy. I would have the low FODMAP vegetables. I started to add more red meat into my diet. I had actually not really eaten that much red meat. I started to reduce the amount of vegetables I was eating, eat more red meat. And I began to see, I mean, it was definitely a game changer for sure. I still had the bloating because I still had SIBO but the bloating was less severe than after I would eat something high FODMAP vegetable like asparagus or sweet potatoes. But she's like, you, you, can, you can eat like that, but you don't wanna live with the SIBO for the rest of your life. We've gotta kick this thing. So she gave me some options and she said, as you eat low, low FODMAP and it helps kind of ease your symptoms, we've still gotta kick this thing. And so one of the options was a round of antibiotics. And so... The antibiotic is actually very expensive, um, and and so I will I will throw that out there. It was um, there's there's options out there to get it in a you know lower price, and hopefully your insurance will cover it. I know that nowadays um, I've learned from a few other friends from a that you know the insurance some insurance companies do cover it. But so I was able to get the antibiotic. But let me tell you personally what happened to me. My body hated it. <laughs> it was awful. Um, it, it was, it was awful. I, I bloated even more. My body was, I felt like it was rejecting it. I had all kinds of funky, weird symptoms, including diarrhea. It was, it was awful. I had the shakes and I just thought, okay, well maybe this is die off. Maybe it's killing it. No, didn't do a thing. After the two agony weeks <laughs> taking the SIBO test again, it was still there. And I was so frustrated and I was so I felt so defeated if I'm just being honest in this moment. I remember sitting there on my floor and just crying. I'm just being like, God, like I want to stop thinking about myself. I want to stop focusing on this and I want to continue to pour into my gals and our living fit from within program. I want to, I want to pour into them. And it was in that moment that I realized, what can you learn from this, Natalie? What are things that you're learning from this experience already that you can continue to, to journal and then pour into those girls to maybe help them. Because maybe, maybe there's girls in your program. Maybe there's other people out there like your friend at the gym that are silently struggling too. 
So I began to journal my journey. I began to journal the things that I learned, like the FODMAP, like certain vegetables that can cause bloating in certain people, like eating actually warm red meat and that your body, it's super beneficial. Grass-fed beef is so good for you and how it's helping your body and it's helping giving you more iron and all these different things. Another thing that I learned in my experience is my doctor, she shared with me, there's a reason why you got SIBO and it's because, and she began to kind of fill my stomach and she said, you have slow motility. So I'm going to suggest you go see a pelvic therapist. I had never heard of a pelvic therapist. I was a little nervous and a little scared if I'm being honest. And this pelvic therapist, Dr. Sharon, was absolutely amazing. And what she helped me learn is I want to share just a few things that can help you immediately today if you are struggling with gut issues, if you are struggling with painful sex. Yes, I'm going there. If you're struggling with painful sex, there's things that you can do. And Kegels is not one of them. It is life-changing what a pelvic therapist can do. And if you have one in your area, awesome. Go see them if you are in this boat and struggling with your digestive system or in that lower region of your body. But for me, it was getting my gut to calm down and relax. And here's what I learned. One, I did not breathe correctly. I know, crazy. I did not breathe correctly. I breathed what she said halfway. I would breathe from my lungs and my chest, but I wouldn't breathe from my lower abdomen all the way down. And she's like, your stomach is a zipper all the way down. You need to breathe all the way from your diaphragm, all the way from the lower part of your, all the way from the lower part of your stomach. Breathe in and out. And this calm and relaxes your stomach. But what's happening is you're so tense and tight that your body is stressed and your stomach can't relax. So she taught me how to breathe. She taught me how to calm my body down. And then I also learned this. I shared earlier in my podcast, in my part one, that I was having brain fog. I was having depression and I didn't know why. And I was struggling with why am I depressed? I, I mean, it sucks that I'm, I'm bloated, but why am I having this brain fog? Well, I learned that your gut is actually your first brain. Your gut and your brain are connected. And when your gut is off, it connects to your mind. And that's what actually can create the funk in your brain. And she said... I've actually had a lot of people come in here we have that have had that have been clinically clinically diagnosed with depression. They have come and seen me and I said it's your gut. If we restore and heal your gut, you will no longer be depressed. And she said mostly all of her clients immediately began to experience the lift of depression in their mind after their gut was completely restored. And what it was is that a lot of stress is either carried in your chest. And what I learned is that for women, a lot of times our stress is carried in our gut if we don't learn to calm and relax it, which is what happened to me for years. For years, I had never learned to properly relax my gut. And so as she began to teach me how to calm and relax my stomach and get my mind and my body to connect, I began to see an enormous difference in the calming of my mind and the calming of my body. The second thing that I learned 
is that not only are our gut and our mind connected, but how you actually relax and stretch after a workout is extremely important. So for those of you that exercise, listen up. (laughs) This is critically important. And I wish someone told me this years ago. I am the worst at stretching. I don't stretch after a workout, after my workout's done. I'm leaving the gym and I'm like, I've got things to do. Well, what I learned, that's the worst thing. Because what happens is when you put your mind and your body connected in the gym, your body goes into beast mode, or at least for me. (laughs) And it's like, okay, we're here to work out. We are here to, you know, we're here to put your body in good stress. Well, what happens is when you leave the gym, you think, okay, well, we're done. But you never told your body that you're done. How you tell your body that it no longer needs to be stressed and go into high stress performance mode in the gym is by stretching and putting your body and mind connected of our time is finished. Now it's time to go and shift to the next thing in our day. I'm like, wait, what? Sharon's like, yes, you never told your body that it was done. So it stayed tense. It has stayed stressed. So your gut is staying in stress mode because it is, everything is tight and tense because you never told it it's done. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I began to do five minutes of stretch, foam rolling. I would do, you know, just, you know, little poses and touching my toes and all that for five minutes after the gym, after I was done. And I would calm my body and my mind. I would tell it, we're done. We're good. Thank you for being awesome today in the gym. We're done. We're moving into the next phase, which is motherhood, which is businesshood, which is all these different things. What a phenomenal difference. How crazy it was to find out I was breathing wrong and stretching was so important. And number three, these are my top three things. I could go on for days, but the number three thing is getting my digestive system awake in the morning before I start my day. Upon waking up, it's not just waking up and having a gratitude time and having a whole morning routine of positive affirmations and all these different things. She's like, you actually need to allow your gut to wake up. And so I began to massage my stomach from clockwise all the way around, letting it know it's awake, that it can begin to be awake and digest and that we're going to go about our day. I'm going to feed you. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you are ready to do your thing. But it, what it does is it's putting your mind and your gut connected again that, hey, we're connected here. We're working together and we are in alignment. This was a game changer as well. And here's why these protocols for me specifically and why I'm sharing them with you was so important. Because as you go through a treatment plan, as you get rid of these, you know, as I was getting rid of the SIBO, I didn't want to come back. And so I was correcting the things now in preparation that when it was gone, and I believed it would be gone, that it would never come back. And I had to learn, reteach my body how to breathe, how to stand up properly, how to stop sucking in my gut all the time and relaxing my body and stretching after the, my workouts, you know, all these different things in order to not let it come back again. And I've shared some of these things 
with our gals and our Living Fit From Within program. And it's been awesome because some of these gals have said, oh my gosh, these have this, just these little practices that you've learned have done wonders for me. And so today, as I, you know, as I was writing out my story and I really felt so compelled to share, I wanted to share that with you. You know, if you're struggling out there and you need some help, one, if you can see a naturopathic doctor, that has been the game changer for me. They listened to me and they weren't about giving me drugs. It was about, let's get your body in alignment. Let's figure out the things to get it properly working well. And then let's get a proper treatment plan. So the antibiotics didn't work. So then we did a round of herbs. I did eight weeks of herbs. And I'm talking like a lot of herbs. Took a test again, still not gone. My numbers were lower, but the SIBO was still there. This was a moment I definitely broke down pretty bad. This was about six months ago where I just was, I was so, I was, I'm sorry, not six months ago, six weeks ago where I was just so defeated. You know, I'm like, I don't know what else to do. This entire year has been this and I've been doing this and I've been trying this and I've been doing that. And I am, I'm at a loss. Like, I don't know what else to do. And so my doctor was like, well, there's one last thing and it's going to be hard. (laughs) It's going to be super hard, but the stats are it's 80 to 85% effective. I'm like, well, let's do it. What is it? And this is called the elemental diet. If you have not heard of the elemental diet, let me tell you about what I just did for 21 days. Yes, for 21 days today, (laughs) I have drank one thing (laughs) for 21 days. The elemental diet is a mix that is filled with basically protein aminos to keep your body functioning. Basically, it's feeding calories to you, but it's all pre-digested to give your digestive system a break, to be able to not give it anything, no vegetable, nothing that can feed the bacteria for up to two to three weeks. And the hope is that by not feeding it anything, that it dies off and that it's gone. And then you can then restore your gut and you can restore the good bacteria again. So for 21 days today, I have drank (laughs) just an elemental diet every single day. And it was rough. (laughs) So hard. The first few days were brutal. Um, I was so tired. I went through all kinds of bodily weird functions, um, like crazy weird functions. I'm not even going to get into it. Um, but the good news is, is that I began to experience what is called the die off. And I began to have the shakes and the fevers and all those things that you, the cramping and all these different things. And as I, I want to share a couple pages that actually just give mad shout out to, there's a Facebook SIBO page and there's also a Facebook elemental diet page that I was able to be on. And they gave such tremendous support. Um, you can go on there and you could share your experience. You could, you know, get other people's experience and what their experience was and just know that you're not alone. And there's thousands of people that are struggling with SIBO on this page. And it was life-changing for me to have that because I, I felt so alone and I'm not a complainer. Um, I'm not a whiner and I'm not someone that likes to share their problems. So there's only about two or three people on this planet <laughs> as of right now 
that know my, my personal struggle um, completely with my whole experience of what I was going through. Um, in our Live It, our monthly membership, I, you know, I did share with the gals some of my experience. And I even had my doctor, my pelvic therapist, she came on and, and even shared in our monthly membership, she shared a live video of you know, her tips and it was awesome. Um, but I haven't publicly shared everything that I've gone through because honestly, I'm not someone that wants to share about what the struggles and all those different things. I want to just, I want to be there for you. And so why I felt so compelled to share my story today is not only have I completed the 21-day fast and I'm going to share my continued journey with it, but I really wanted to help other people. And I just felt so compelled as I've journaled my journey that maybe there's things that I've learned and maybe things that I've you know gotten from my experience that can help other people that are maybe silently struggling just like me. And so as I was on this 21-day fast, I, I turned it into a, a spiritual journey too, where I began to just really take time to pray over myself and to really lift up my health in 2020 as being like, it is, this, this SIBO is gone in Jesus' name. Like this thing is gone. And as I was drinking these drinks and literally just this drink every single day um, while I watched my family and made my family food and made my boys these yummy bison burgers and tacos and pizza, um, I sipped on this elemental <laughs> shake every day. Um, I, was, I was so inspired by these Facebook pages, um, especially the elemental diet page because all of us were experiencing and had experienced this 14 to 21 day drink fast um, and seeing the results and seeing how it's transformed a lot of these these people's lives um, and how they were sharing that they're no longer depressed and that they're no longer having these gut issues and all of these different things. But what was so fascinating, and I, I kind of want to just dive into the health part of this, is what was so fascinating is a lot of them struggled with the exact kind of things, which was vegetables. So I want to share with you just kind of my experience with um, certain vegetables and just you know, I've shared about the pelvic therapist. So I want to share kind of more detail about the nutrition side because this was this was everything for me, um, and it's and it's helped lower severely my symptoms as I've kind of waited to kick the SIBO's booty. Um, and that is that you know, as I looked at like I you know mentioned earlier about the FODMAP, um, researching about different plants and how and here's what I've learned is. Plants grow with certain pesticides naturally to make sure that insects don't eat them. I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, it's not, and you know, my doctor was saying, it's not about the pesticides that we humans put on the plants, like vegetables, you know, that we try to take off or that we try to, you know, oh, you know, only eat organic or only eat vegetables that are, you know, from a farm that, you know, are raised without pesticides. She's like, that actually doesn't even, that matters, but even more so, she's like, naturally, Many plants are, they come with their own sense of pesticides to make sure that they can stay alive in the wilderness without insects eating them. And I said, well, that actually makes perfect sense. She goes, so a lot of times what happens is you eat vegetables, you know, especially if you're eating them raw, you're eating those pesticides as well. And your body is like, blah, it's fighting it too because it doesn't like it. So a lot of times some of the things that you're eating with plants you know, when it comes to certain vegetables, your body is actually like, doesn't like it and it's, and it's fighting it. So 
Another thing I learned about certain vegetables um, that are high FODMAP is she's like, you know, a lot of, a lot of times they're, your body is telling you when it's bloated or when it's having, you're, you know, having gut issues with it, it's letting you know it may be that you like the vegetable, but the vegetable doesn't like you. I really had to learn that. It wasn't fighting it like, well, I'm bloated, but oh well, because it's good for me. No, your body's actually trying to tell you something. So I've learned certain things like garbanzo beans, lentils, even some black, like definitely some black beans, um, uh, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, asparagus, and sweet potatoes don't like me. I like them. They don't like me. (laughs) And I've now introduced, you know, different vegetables actually like bok choy. And I've introduced um, some just vegetables I've never tried before and I've cooked them all down. And what I learned is, you know, I always thought, you know, eating them raw, it's better. Well, what I learned is that by eating it raw, it takes, it's a hard time on your digestive system to break that food down. So if you can actually cook your vegetables, you know, saute them or roast them, you're now giving your gut a way better opportunity to break it down because a lot of the the breaking of the digestive enzymes of the plants is now broken down to now when you eat them, it's way better on your system and now it can get the nutrients that it needs. And then the next thing I learned is about red meat. Um, I had never really ate, eaten red meat. I just thought that I didn't like it. It was just I didn't really think about it or think that it was important until I got my blood tests and my blood test came back that I had very, very low iron. And she's like, you probably don't eat a lot of red meat, do you? And I said, actually, I don't. She's like, you should, I'm just like, I'm not even gonna give you an iron supplement. I want you to take 30 days and I want you to eat more red meat, grass-fed, 100% grass-fed, no hormone-raised, grass-fed beef. And then I'll see you in a month. Y'all, <laughs> within a month, my iron level levels were exactly where they need to be. And what I learned is a lot of women do have low iron and red meat changed the game. Oh my gosh, red meat has been the game changer for me. I eat uh, bison. I have 100% grass-fed beef, um, low, low fat, you know, 7%, 10% fat. And I, well, one, it's delicious. Number two, it has helped me immensely. So I have lowered my vegetable consumption. I've risen my eating meat consumption and my stomach has been amazing. Um, just waiting to kick the SIBO's butt. Um, and once it's completely gone, I will never have bloating issues in Jesus name. Um, but as far as my symptoms go, as I started to eat more of the low FODMAP and increase my red meat consumption, the symptoms of my stomach, the symptoms of my gut and the symptoms of my fog brain and the depression began to be almost eliminated completely. So I wanted to share that with you if you're struggling out there. Um, And I want to share a couple of brands for you if you like salsa like me and can't have garlic. Garlic is something that my body just rejects. So there's a brand called Fody, F-O-D-Y. Fody brand has salsa without garlic in it and it's all FODMAP friendly, um, low FODMAP friendly. So they have, they have salsa, marinara sauce. They've got a few other things. There's another brand called Paleo FODMAP. Paleo, P-A-L-E-O FODMAP, F-O-D-M-A-P. And there's seasonings. And their seasonings come without garlic and onion, which is the two things that my gut does not like. Um, it feeds the bacteria big time and gives me major inflammation. And so paleo FODMAP seasonings that are garlic 
and onion-free have been incredible for me. You can get these things on Amazon. You can also get them at Sprouts or Whole Foods. So I hope that helps you as well. And then lastly is gluten-free. I just kind of want to dive into this piece. Um, is certain things like gluten actually definitely affect the gut and it can affect the motility of your gut and give you rash, give you different kinds of things. So I've cut out all gluten and I've gone completely gluten-free and that has been life-changing for me as well. Um, absolutely the best. Um, lastly, or I'll say la- double lastly, is nuts. I also learned that nuts also carry things on their shell or on their nut that keeps insects from eating them as well in the wild. And so nuts also react to me. So I don't eat any more nuts. And that has been also a game changer. If I eat, like, if I even have like a handful of almonds, my stomach will stick out like I'm eight months pregnant. Um, And it's letting me know like, hey, those things that are in almonds, like those pesticides that almonds carry, that nuts carry to keep the insects from eating them, it doesn't like you either. And so I have eliminated that. There is a way to get around it. You can soak your almonds. You can soak your your nuts and that can help get rid of the you know the the pesticides that nuts carry but I just don't even want to bother I'm just like whatever I don't need nuts that bad in my life <laughs> so those are just some of the things that I've learned and I I I, I journal all this because I'm like what if I could help people like what if you're out there and maybe you're listening to this and you're like Natalie I'm super happy for you but this does not help me at all and you can completely disregard this or maybe you can pass on this information and share this podcast with somebody else that this could help that you know or maybe that you think you know that is struggling with gut issues or has been slapped with IBS or that is having issues with their digestive system and they're not quite sure what it is or maybe you have a friend or maybe you yourself are struggling with depression and you also are having kind of gut issues but you just think that it's your mind not your gut it's connected i'm telling you it's connected and you can get help look up a naturopathic doctor in your area i highly encourage you to look up a naturopathic doctor in your area that has been huge for me look up a pelvic therapist if you have one if not you can look up one in your area and maybe see if you can even do it online or you can do it through via phone um, via facetime and they can give you some tips immediately to begin to help you and restore your health but this is the year for me 2020 was the year for me that I wanted to completely restore my body from the inside out, figure out what the heck was going on, kick this thing once and for all, and being able to help more people out there beyond just getting healthy, beyond just you know getting fit from within, but really on the full spectrum of, hey, even healthy foods may not like you, and we've got to figure those things out so that you don't struggle with digestion issues anymore and that maybe just maybe someone out there is struggling with those things just like me or maybe you know someone like I said that is struggling internally that you could help what if together by getting more information by having this experience by having these struggles in our life we can come alongside other people and give them the encouragement and the help they need so that we can live out our best lives So cheers to the new year. Cheers to a healthy new me and SIBO free. And I can't wait to have part three where I tell you that my 
21 days was not in vain and it is gone. (laughs) That is the goal. So stay tuned.